With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, 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 good morning. People, it is Wednesday, July the 6th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being here in the building. Feel like it's been a minute since I talked to the good people. I'm glad to have y'all in the building. Mike A., Chris Spellman in the building, my boy Fizzle Dollars, Marlon, Johnny, Jay Peters, Jeff, Tyler, Matt Bruning in the building, Austin, Josh, James, what's up, big dog, Silence of the Lambs, Albert, Shane, Joe, EV in the building. What's going down? Come on, man. I'm I'm in a good I'm I'm feeling good. I'm in a good mood. I'm trying to get over the summer cold. And then Marlon over here trolling. Burke's still number one. When the hell did I have I've never had him number one. He's never been number one. It wasn't even my number one wide receiver. I just like Traylon Burks. Don't start. Don't start. We're two minutes into the show. Don't start. Marlon's ch- trying to have a good day, big dog. Trying to have a good day. Shout out to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the promo code Wake Up for a 100% deposit match up to $100 first-time depositors. Use that promo code WAKEUP, NFL Futures, MLB, NBA 2K bets, all kinds of crazy shit that you can do on there. Make sure you tap in. Um, but I'm excited y'all decided to wake up and join us. If this is your first time live, welcome. Glad to, glad you're here. You tapped into the community. Good people in the comments. Good conversation. Good talking. Good, good fun over here on the old Wake Up Show. Uh, but we're missing somebody. My man, my guest. Where's uh, Jay Rich? Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Fizzle, I don't think you'll be disappointed because when I took a little glance through the rankings this morning, I was uh, that was one of the ones I was very excited to see. But I'm happy to be here. Hope everyone had a good long weekend, right? I know you yeah. told me you're feeling a little sick. Hope you're feeling a little bit better. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited, man. You know, the people, you know, we talk about the rookies forever. We went away from it a little bit, mm-hmm. but you wanted to do a refresh. You know, you're yeah. looking through your rankings. We got mini camp news, rookie training camp, all these things. Good morning to you as well, Mike. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because, like, the thing is, is when we still have an opportunity to buy some of these players, to acquire some of these players. And I think doing a revisit right now before training camp happens, before the hype really starts building, um, is a great exercise. So I'm excited to do this show with you, Ray, and I'm excited to uh, dive into the rankings. Yeah, man. And we're not going to give you all the ranks because if you want that, you got to pay for it. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Come tap in. You get the. But but you're right. I think it's good to do one final refresh, one final visit. Look at these rookies as we approach training camp. Like uh, I saw this morning, we're 10 Sundays. We only have like 10 more Sundays until football. Um, July is the last month of no football until March 2023. So excited about that. College football right around the corner. The college football world still 
going crazy with conference realignment and things of that yeah. nature. But as we approach training camp, right, I, I think it's it's good to kind of go back, think about how we value these rookies in May through June, kind of following the trends of what's happened through training camp and give a realistic, fresh perspective of, all right, what are our expectations for these guys, right? Like just based on the information that we have, which is limited, man, which is just a little bit of info, um, which players are we concerned about? Which players may we, like we could have been off a little bit. Ah, really, we ain't feeling him. But the situation yeah. is cleared up. They haven't added anybody. Green Bay, no, still no wide receiver added, right? Does this does this mean a stock up for Christian Watson? Uh, there was a point in time, Jay, where Jahan Dotson, people thought he was going to be the wide receiver one yep. in Washington. Terry McLaurin is back. So just taking a look at these guys, I heard Matt Kelly, uh, shout out to the pod father, Road Underworld. He was talking about he's not concerned about not hearing anything from certain players like uh, I remember this time last year, we weren't hearing a bunch of buzz about Jamar Chase, right? Unless it was negative buzz. It was bad news, uh, yeah. Bad news, right? So I think it'd be fun to kind of go through. You looked at my rankings this morning, my rankings refresh, and you were like, oh, no way, you sell out. Da, da, da. You've, yeah. been, you've been going on and on, you know what I'm saying? You tell me I'm sad. But I will explain. Let me explain Absolutely. myself. Let me explain myself. But we'll go through this. But um, no news that I've seen from the NFL world. I know NBA Summer League, the the, the new slender man, Chet Holmgren, looked pretty good, Jay, in uh, Summer League last night. 23 points, a million yeah. blocks, bunch of rebounds. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, NBA Summer League, still waiting on the Kevin Durant drama. Best drama in sports yeah. is NBA offseason drama. Uh, but Jay, let's just dive right into it, man. I got my rankings pulled up. We got a shout out to Deco. We got some of his ADP pulled up. And if you look at my ranks, man, if you're if you're in the database, if you've got access, Jay, uh, you see one Brees Hall right there at the top, big number one yep. next to him, and you see the last time it was edited was May twentieth. Everybody else, <laughs> July fourth, July fifth, Brees Hall is unchanged. Like I, I, I've been just let's let's have a conversation. How how what do you think the workload is going to be for Brees? Because Everything that I'm hearing, at least early on, it's going to be a two-back backfield. With him, yeah. Michael Carter, I, I guess I just lean to the side that NFL teams want to deploy multiple running backs that have different skill sets, keeps them fresh, keeps defenses thinking. Um, wh what are your thoughts on just the qu quickly, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because Brees is number one, like, like he's not moving. But w what's your expectations for Brees, for Michael Carter, for that New York Jets backfield in particular this fall? So my expectations, I think, are pretty tempered, right? I think you would say, how would I describe Brees Hall this season? I think the easy answer is underwhelming. Um, I think that's the best way I would describe it because like you mentioned, Michael Carter is still talented. I don't think the workload is going to be this super bell cow Najee Harris level of backfield that we saw last season. I think it's gonna be a little bit underwhelming to people. And like even over the weekend, Ray, I don't know if you saw this, but DraftKings dropped a bunch of their pre of their season projections for players. Brees Hall is right, right at 830 yards. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. But I think if, if he had 830 yards in 17 games, people would be a little bit disappointed. And so I think for this backfield in particular, I expect them to be more pass heavy, right down in more games, which isn't going to be great for Brees Hall to run the ball, but he will still get his opportunities. But I think if I was to describe his workload, you know, one word or less, it'd be somewhat of underwhelming overall for this season. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. So my boy Marcus said he takes the bulk of the role by week six, probably. 
Probably. I still think they're going to sprinkle in Michael Carter, man. Um, 100%. I, I still think he was good on third down situations. He's good in pass protection, and he can catch the ball. But ultimately, we all know that sooner rather than later, it's going to be the Brees Hall backfield, whether that's 70-30 split, 65-35, 80-20. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think early on, um, there's going to be a little bit of a split dual role backfield, and that's fine, man. Keep the young dude fresh. Let Michael Carter yeah. take some of the work off of him, deploy multiple backs, all of that good stuff, man. Um, but that's Brees Hall stays at one. But you were shocked at my number two player. I was. Um, on the board. I was. I made a little change, man. And I know there's a lot of negativity around um, this player. Oh, his ceiling is capped. He's not going to, you know, he's behind this other running back. What did you think about uh, me moving old Kenneth Walker up ahead of Drake London? in the rookie ranks. It was surprising. You know, I look back to our conversation with Scott Connor, right? And he was talking about how he doesn't, he isn't really invested in Kenneth Walker because we don't really know when he's going to be the guy, right? And if he's going to even be the guy, Rashad Penny is obviously still there. He's pegged the starter right now. Um, we don't know when Kenneth Walker is going to be the guy, but you know, like you mentioned over for dynasty, it is long-term, right? I think my only issue with K-Dub at two is that if I was projecting this forward, right? I look at Atlanta, bad team, but Drake London should be heavily involved from week one where Kenneth Walker was not. And that was always my initial kind of diagnosis for the situation. And so I'm curious your thoughts as to why you did change that. And then to give you more context, Rashad Penny's over-under is 825, and it's been hammered to the under already by a lot of people. So yeah. it's already at minus 165 to go under. And I think that's like you're mentioning, people expecting K-Dub to come in at some point. But what do you project and kind of how do you expect this situation to play out overall? I mean, it's really simple for me, man. He's a running back, bro. Like, I can, it's, I, I love Drake London. Y'all know that, right? I love him. But he's a, he's a running back, dude. Like, I can find, I can find receivers. And there's some people who don't think Drake London's that good. Some people think he's yeah. just a contested catch guy. And I, I don't believe that. I think he's the best wide receiver in the class and going to be really good. But you, you look across the running back landscape, man. And I'm just, if you don't have a guy at running back and you're trying to compete, like you could get it done. You could play that zero RB game. I've done that. I've succeeded and failed at that strategy. But when I'm looking at Kenneth Walker right now and his ADP RB 19 in between Antonio Gibson, who's down to 20 um, and David Montgomery ahead of him, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne. It, it's, it's crazy, right? Travis Etienne didn't play last year and his value just it rose it seems like it's going yeah. higher and higher um it's he's a running back man and the moment he starts in seattle i don't care how, how good is the jets offensive line I, i'm asking that sincerely it's pretty I, good i believe it's it in the top good? 10 i believe it's in the top, top 10 now 10? yeah they've been yeah i believe so yeah I, I believe it might even be in the top five like it's it's pushing no. for high no. end yeah no it's the good jets? man the yeah, jets yeah, yeah. it's it's very good Ultimately, I'm just like, look, I, I want the I want the running back, man. I can go find a wide receiver later. Like the caliber of running back that I'm gonna get, if you f like, where I would pick Kenneth Walker to the wide receiver opposed to Drake London and that that corresponding running back in the next round. I think I'd just rather have Kenneth Walker, man. The moment he's he's named the starter, like he's a running back, he's gonna get the work. Like you want that, like and maybe he doesn't have a DeAndre Swift like ceiling. But if he's consistently, if he is RB13, the RB15, like, I'm fine with it, right? Like, the, the reality is, as I redid this, man, and I'm looking at this class, Jay, it really is bad. Like, 
We yeah. really did try to sell. Uh, some people try to sell us that it's not as bad as it, it, it was bad. It was bad, man. Because once we get to like eight or nine and I'm like, who would you put ahead of them? That, yeah. No, you're not going to feel good about anybody. It's, it's the running back. It's the positional scarcity. And I think long term is if Kenneth Walker, because he's a good back, man. Like, let's, let's cut the bullshit. He's a good running back. No, he did not demonstrate pass catching ability at Wake Forest nor Michigan State. But between the tackles, man, he's a beast. He's a beast, and we talked about that the entire draft process. So for me, that was that was the reason why I put Walker um, ahead of London. I moved him ahead of love, uh, London, but I'm fine. If you're like, yeah. nah, man, Drake should still be up there too. I'm not going to argue it. Um, but after Kenneth Walker, it is a cluster of wide receivers. No surprise, uh, Drake London at three. And we have not heard a ton about old Drizzy Drake out of Atlanta. Zero, I saw We have heard nothing. I did see... A video of him and Desmond Ritter on the practice field, looked like a high school stadium. He just threw him a back shoulder ball. But we haven't heard a ton about uh, about London. He's going to start for Atlanta this year. We know the offense is probably going to be pretty bad. We know the team is going to be pretty bad. I've seen a bunch of mock drafts, Jay, where they're projecting C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young yeah. to be the next quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. And you start to project and think ahead. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Drake London. Uh, you know, maybe a running back here and Kyle Looks Pitts. pretty good. The offense could be pretty good. And everybody out there thinking Desmond Ritter is going to be the guy. And it, no, man. It, when they're picking top five and they're staring down the barrel of a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, they're not going to make that mistake again. They're, they're not going to pass on the quarterback in favor of Desmond Ritter. I just, I never bought it, Jay. I never bought the hype. I'm yep. not going to buy the hype. I dropped Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis and Matt Corral all the way down the ranks. I just want no part of them. And if I have them, the moment they get on the field, the moment they start, they're off my roster. I'm not I'm not playing that game yeah. where I'm like, yo, maybe he'll turn it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that with these quarterbacks. Don't fool yourself with these cats, man. Look, Atlanta's going to be picking top five. They're going to take a quarterback. Drake London's still there at three. Number four. And uh, it feels high, but again, who who else are you going to – like, what – Garrett Wilson, right? Where are we at with yeah. Garrett Wilson and what we think he could become? Is he the one in that New York Jets offense over Elijah Moore? I, I, I legit – I don't I think so. Player, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't think so. I have no clue. Um, I wouldn't peg him for that right away, but I think, you know, midseason – back six seven games or so i think there's definitely a, a situation where he could be the one right he profiles as the one is he i think the issue is he's gonna get the targets out of the gate which i don't believe he will i believe there'll be enough guys that are good enough to have the chemistry with zach wilson garrett wilson will have to kind of obviously earn that um but i think he's gonna be great you know circling back to the offensive line point pff has the jets as 13 a lot of unproven guys but very high-end potential right they're at the top of tier three versus this the atlanta falcons who are 28th and the seahawks who are 32nd with the worst offensive line in football, even below the Bears, right? Um, but again, running back is a volume position. Yes, offensive line helps, but volume is ultimately king for that. But getting back to Garrett Wilson, I think it just comes down to is what do you believe as far as the talent? Because I don't think you would, like, realistically, are you going to take his teammate Chris Olave over him? Maybe. I don't know. Right? Like, maybe. Uh, but I think from what we've from what we've seen in college, why not? In the same field, why not? multiple Saturdays and well, why, like I think I'm because, just asking, why not? Why would we not take? Why would we not take Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson? Or I'm just I'm pushing the envelope here. 
over Drake London. I mean, they were Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were picked what one spot apart in the draft. One or um, two, yeah. Ath- athletic wise, like athleticism wise, Olave's right. Like, why not? Why not take Chris Olave? I think the reason why is for me at least is because take when Lock. I look at both those guys, I think the the potential upside is definitely in favor of Garrett Wilson. What we've seen him do on Saturdays. I think it just shows you that if he does hit, he's probably got the highest upside, period. But I have talked about how Chris Olave, I think, is one of the safest receivers in the draft, period. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Drake London, Garrett Wilson. I think he's the most NFL-ready in a lot of ways. But if you're playing Dynasty, you don't necessarily want to draft the PPR asset, right? Because that's not the guy who will get to the top 10, the top 5 at the position. He's the guy who will be in the top 12, but it's very difficult to move up that ladder, right? I look at him and say, like, if he ended up being Deontay Johnson on like the absolute high end where he's like wide receiver 10, but has virtually no room to go up versus Garrett Wilson, who could be the next, you know, maybe not AJ Brown, but he could be the next guy who breaks into that top seven, top six, a CD lamb kind of archetype type guy. I think there's a world where he could be that Drake London could be that, but maybe not so much for Chris Olave. So I get why if you if you want to draft for production, maybe you go Olave. But I think if you want to draft to get the most potential out of that pick, I think you're looking more at Drake London and Garrett Wilson personally. Yeah. I just, you know, they're going back to back. Adiko's ADP, they're back to back. It's Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to ask, why not Olave? Why not? I like Jameis Winston. I like the situation in New Orleans. You know, we don't like know what's lot, happening yeah. with we don't know what's happening with Michael Thomas. Um, we're not sure, you know, how Jarvis Landry. I mean, Jarvis is probably just going to do what Jarvis always does, right? Those short, intermediate targets. But when you're talking yeah. about the field stretcher in that offense, who's it gonna, who are they going to send down the field? You think they're going to send Jarvis Landry down the field <laughs> on eight routes on deep posts? Well, on it would on, be, it on would nine be, routes. It would be you think? D- It'd be Deontay Hardy, right? Like, he's he's their Ooh. deep threat, and he's really good. Deontay Harris, right? So he, he changed his name. For people who don't know, he changed his name. But oh, he's, he's really that. good. He's he's the returner, right? He's the guy that you see do the pump returns. He's really – he's very he's very good, man, and he's their guy who would be their deep threat. But to your point, on two wide receiver sets, he, it would be Chris Olave, right? He'd be running the deep crossers, th- those things of that nature, and he's the guy that can really make the chunk plays. Michael Thomas was looking good. You know, we saw him running some routes, which was good. <sighs> Uh, but to your point, Jarvis Landry is not going to be that guy. So Chris Olave is really the guy that projects to be the not quite deep guy, but the intermediate guy that I think can definitely succeed in this offense with Jameis Winston or whoever's at quarterback. And I think it is worth pointing out that every time the Saints draft a receiver high, they've been pretty good so far. Yeah. You know, their track record for the past two is Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. I think we can both agree that both those guys worked out pretty good in the NFL. All right. Well, Speaking of the the man of the hour, Chris Olave, he moved up from like eight to number five. Um, he's my number fifth overall, Chris Olave. Um, it's it's really? it's if yeah, really. Who who would you feel better about today, right now, just in your rookie draft? Would you feel better taking Chris Olave or Traylon Burks? Who do you feel more confident? One hundred percent, Chris Olave. One hundred percent. It's and not really that. And close. this is not. This is not. Listen, I'm just what the ADP, what the consensus is, what I think can happen. Like I, I, I don't know Mike Vrabel. I have no insight into the Tennessee situation. I have no insight to any of that. All I know is Mike Vrabel was a former player, won Super Bowls, seems like a hard nosed coach, and seems like the kind of guy that. If your number one rookie wide receiver comes into training camp, training camp, not mini camp, 
training camp here in the next couple of weeks out of shape, it's oh, going to be a done. problem. It's going to oh. be a goddamn problem. If Traylon yeah. Burks in a couple of weeks reports the Tennessee Titans training camp, not mini camp, not OTAs, getting ready for the season. We've done install. It's time to get to work. We're throwing on the pads, and you can't finish training camp practices, and you're out of shape, and whatever it is. Vrabel just strikes me. He doesn't strike me as the guy that's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to throw him out there. He's not going to play, man. I No. My antennas are up. I am not nervous. I am not panicked. I'm not saying sell Traylon. If anything, I, I still – look at the ranks. What's the cornerstone cluster I still have? Man, is a foundational asset. I still have him as a four-star cornerstone tier bucket player, right? Um, yeah. But he's still I, – I, I still like him. I'm just – I am – I mean, I, I played, man. Like, I, I I didn't play in the NFL, but I, I played college. I, I've got friends that are in the NFL that have played, that we've had these conversations. If he comes in out of shape, man, the dude is pro- – it's probably going to be a rough road for him to to get on the field and earn those targets, right? Robert Woods is there. Uh, they're, they're talking about this Westbrook Akine. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah. this is just where I'm at with it. And I think moving him down a spot – I didn't move him down 10 spots. I didn't move him down 20 spots. I moved him down a spot. Because right now, if I'm on the clock, I think I would feel more comfortable. I bet you you could trade Olave for the way that the community sort of reacts to Traylon. Probably go trade Olave for Traylon Burks, right? And get a third back or, or some shit yeah. like that. So uh, what would are you your thoughts that, on I don't. I don't know, Jay. I'm just— You I'm, wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, I I think—well, you got the—but— but to your point, would you rather Olave or Traylon Burks? I think even for you, you would probably, in some ways, you'd rather trade Traylon Burks in a third to get Chris Olave, right? If someone wants to tear down from Olave or what they perceive as a tear up from Olave to Traylon Burks and you're willing to throw in a third, someone might be willing to do that. But to your point, maybe you have the safety of knowing Chris Olave is going to be on the field. He's going to be ready. He's, you know, he's super talented, high IQ, all these things. Um, but getting back to Burks, um, I think the biggest issue for me that I really want, and everyone wants to know this, is it dis- It has never seemed like Vrabel wanted him. And it's not because he doesn't like Traylon Burks. It's I'm sure he's a little bit bothered by how they went about replacing A.J. Brown, right? It mm-hmm. seemed a little spontaneous. It might have been talked about. But I can't imagine any coach would be happy with, okay, we're trading away our best receiver. We don't really have anybody else. We tried to bring in Julio Jones. It didn't work. And we saw how pissed off Rabel was about that whole situation in the season. Now they bring in this rookie guy who's supposed to be this AJ Brown replacement. Yeah, he's yeah, supposed yeah. to be the guy and he's out of shape. Like I yeah, could yeah, see yeah, how that yeah. would really piss off a coach, right? It would right? piss me off, and, bro. Like, come on, man. So, get your shit together, right? And, and, and I think what we know of AJ Brown, man, like he's a guy who's always been ready, working, like, and just... To see that replacement be Traylon Burks and not to work out that way, I, I could see how Traylon Burks may be double counted negatively because of the entire situation. Not necessarily because of him, but because of the guy he has to replace and all these things. I think that will not work in his favor if these things continue to pop up. But I think it's it's a valid point. It's concerning, man. Like to see what we've seen. Like we haven't seen any positivity come out of Titans camp about Traylon Burks outside of a coach saying, "Oh, you know, like he's a hard worker. He's here." <clears throat> It's it hasn't been good, and until we see something positive, I don't see a situation where I wouldn't take a lave over him, honestly, or yeah. so wouldn't yeah, where I wouldn't take a lave over him for sure. 
Would it's you just, buy? Would you buy? Down. Would you buy Traylon now? Like for people, that I don't are think I would, man. Really? I I don't think I would. No, I, I and I think it's because like I don't even necessarily believe in the offense. And I told you this a long time ago. Like it's not as easy to replace AJ Brown as people are kind of pegged it early, right? Like AJ Brown no, is a different no. cat, and I think we all no know that. No one should have done that, right? No one should have done that, right? But now, that the, was that right was what now, people Vegas were thinking. Still has Traylon as the has the uh, best oh, receiving props, for receiving props. They still have Traylon. At like eight fifty, yeah. we talked about this shit on Friday. Eight fifty for Trey. Yeah. I'm hammering the under. Well, they, well D- DK has them at seven ninety five, so at eight hundred, right? They, so they put up their profit. Well, so Prize Picks has it, it at eight fifty, or they had it at eight fifty. I don't know if they still li- do. They had it at eight fifty. It's a little, it's a little high right now, but you know, you see, even Robert Woods is at eight hundred as well, and and Nick Westbrook, a Keenan guy who's been in the offense and had success last season. So there's a lot of things that are not working in Traylon's favor, and even for fantasy, it's difficult to be like. Yeah, he's going to be good today, but you know, I wouldn't be selling, but I think buying is tough because I think I would rather buy Olave and I think the price range would be very similar for those two guys. 800 yards on prize picks, 100 yards behind Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, 150 behind Corey. What's Sutton. What's, Sky, what's Sky Moore at on prize picks? Can Bro, we pull se- up? 775. Man, you can get some nice value in other places, let me just tell you. Oh, really? Really? 680. Hammer the under, hammer the under, hammer the under. Listen, I mean, y- y'all are acting like y'all ain't paying attention. What the? F- what have people been saying about Traylon? Like what? Like you see his ADP falling, right? Y'all used to keep yeah. Trey cut. Have you not seen the sentiment around them? Yes. I hope it didn't. I hope you didn't get to that revelation here. Like go buy Traylon Burks. Like this has been the sentiment of him since the draft. Like, and yep. I don't care how you slice it, man. I don't care. He looked fat and out of shape at minicamp. He did, like straight up. Like he looked out of in oh his asthma. No, he's out of shape. That's that. Yeah, I, I know that lean over and and throw up when I see it. I've been there. I've done. I've it. been there. Yeah. Yeah. That that is the. I'm out of shape. This was a little tougher than I thought, and I got to go puke and shit at the same time. So put the trash can in front of me while I'm sitting on the toilet. I've been there. It's the same feeling I get after. I run 10 yards. When I used to party back in the day. Not now. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a changed man. But I've been there. I, I know the look in the walk. And when your hands are reversed on your hips like this, like that's the I'm about to puke and shit at the same time. I've been there, man. So say what you want. He just needs to get in shape. He's still top top wide receiver in the class. Still have him as a cornerstone, yeah. cornerstone player. But he was fat and out of shape, and he needs to get himself together. By the time training camp comes, or all that dynasty wide receiver one, all that is going to go out the window because he's not going to play if he's fat and out of shape. So let's go to number seven, J-Mo. Still got J-Mo in the top ten. We know J-Mo's not going to play this year. Um, are you worried about Jared Goff in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Uh, what about Jared Goff? Well, Jared Goff with Jamison Williams. Because they're saying he no. could be back towards the end of the season. But realistically, we're probably looking at a lost year for J-Mo, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's still Dynasty, right? But we're not expecting a ton. But and I, I know we uh, I talked to Mike from 40 Chess, right, about this. This was a long time ago. This is actually during the draft. But we talked about how, like, you you could buy JMO now and his value may go down a little bit as people perform and he's still on the sidelines, right? But JMO's the one guy in this class, name a player outside of maybe Sky Moore, I think you could make the case. When he scores a 60-yard touchdown, the earth will shake. Like you will know about it immediately because he will blow past somebody, blow past the corner, blow past the safety, Jared Goff will throw it deep, and JMO's value will go 
through the roof because from the beginning, he's been one of the most talented receivers in the class, but he is hurt and that suppressed his value a little bit. So if you, if you like him and you want him, I think he's a great value because he's a guy that can really shoot up in ADP. And the moment he does anything, I think you're in good shape. And I think coming into next season, there'll be tons of hype surrounding JMO. And in my opinion, I think he's a great buy. I'm not that worried about Jared Goff because we have seen his ability to throw deep on the Rams. Now, again, different offense, different scheme, but I think he has the ability to do that. He wouldn't have been the number one pick if he couldn't. And so for me, I'm not too worried about that. But again, JMO is a different level of speed, right? So he needs to really make a decision quick, throw it out there to JMO because you can't throw it short to him or he's going to be, he's going to be running behind himself. He's going to be getting caught from behind all those various things. JMO but I beast, still love bro. the spot. I love the spot for JMO at seven, and I'm glad you didn't move him because I think he's worthy of being there. And he's and he's a tier one guy with an injury, yes. and I think that's just yeah, what yeah, it comes yeah. down to. JMO, nice man. JMO's going. Eh, we're probably not going to get it. And it's funny because uh, I think it was uh, I think it was Rose said hard buy. Nobody's selling in Dynasty right now. He's getting flipped left and right. He's getting yeah, flipped left and right it. in the leagues that we're People in. People are tired like, of waiting already, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's getting flipped left and right. I'm, I'm still very much in on Jamison Williams, and Detroit's another team that I, I think Goff is fine this year, man. But uh, they're probably if they're in the if they've got the chance to draft Bryce Young, if CJ Stroud is the one or Bryce Young, hundred percent. If they've got a chance to get one of those guys, what do you think? Like they're going to take it, right? They're not going to pass on Bryce Young or Stroud and. We're seeing a lot of Levis hype, a lot of Tyler Van Dyke. I'm still iffy on Van Dyke. Um, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, potentially a Devin Leary. I think Detroit's going to invest in the quarterback. They have to at some point. With that offense, that would be scary. Think about Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud behind Panay Sewell with DeAndre Swift, with Amon Ra, with J-Mo, with T.J. Hawkinson. Fun team. Fun team. I'd be excited um, about Detroit. It's funny, Tyler. I don't think they're a bottom five team. I think there's actually no. a lot of action on them to be a sneaky wild card team this year. Yep. I know they only had four wins last year, three or four wins, and I'm not going full Bengals mode, right? Ah, Detroit's <laughs> going to make the Super Bowl, but there's a lot of money being placed on them potentially being a sneaky, sneaky playoff team this year. I do not believe they'll be a bottom five time, uh, bottom five team. I think they're going to be a lot better. They 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 seem to play hard. Um, and for uh, do. Dan Campbell, and that's what I love. That's yeah. what is the most compelling thing about yeah. them, right? Is they do actually play very hard for him. They do. And, and every game, it seems like they're in it, especially in their home games. They've played particularly well, so I do like them this season quite a bit. And I could see a world where they do go over. I know a lot of people are betting their win totals over. It's right now. It's at six and a half, which I don't think we would say about this team last season, right? And people are already looking to the over. So again, if you think they can win seven games, that would be a pretty successful and season for a team that was so god Tyler, awful. Last Tyler's year. point. Let me let me Tyler. Good point. So if I think they're going to be there, they're not going to be in the Bryce Young sweepstakes. It's probably going to be well. Apparently not. Van. They Dyke. have the draft assets though, right? They yeah. have the draft assets to go up and get a quarterback if they want. I don't know. One, I don't I think know if they do the or not. Point. I honestly don't know if they oh, do. They or do. Not. I honestly don't know. Um, but if they are good, then they, they won't be in the bright. It will probably be one of those other quarterbacks that we talked about, right? Um, I think a report claimed that the Lions are the most expensive offense. Really? Interesting. Appreciate it, Eric. Um, yes, we like Jamison Williams. It seems like we came to – we all still love J-Mo. Probably going to have to wait a year to really see the J-Mo that we want to see. And Stone yeah. said they have two firsts this year. And Rico knows because he is – that's his team. So, all right, they, you're yeah, right. They the Rams They've got first. the assets. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, <clears throat> number eight. <sighs> Go ahead. Y'all get ready. I don't like him. I don't want him. I'm in. James Cook, sign me up. Sign me up for James Cook, Jay. I'm in. I want him. 
I think he's going to be good in that offense. He's got a unique skill set. If he's going to be the passing down back, all I need him to do is get seven, eight carries and get a bunch of targets. That I'm, That's all I'm betting on with James Cook. If you like Tony Pollard, if you like these satellite plus type backs, I'm all in on James Cook. I want players on great offenses. And yeah. what better offenses are there in the NFL than the Buffalo Bills led by Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? I want James Cook. I want a piece of that offense. They spent the second round pick, the same draft capital, and I know they're they're, they're 15 spots apart. Same draft capital as Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. I want James Cook. I'm in. I'm all aboard. I still don't think he's some great, uh, you know, between the tackles type rusher, but that's not how they're going to use him. If they slam him up the A-gap repeatedly, then fuck. I mean... Uh, we just missed. That's right? a problem. Like that's a problem. No, right? that's that's a them problem, not an us problem. Right, we wouldn't right. use them in that fashion. Uh, well, right? that's what I mean. Like if that's what they do, then we just whatever, right? Like damn, they're just going to use them as a grinder. But if they utilize yeah. them in space, utilize them in the zone raid with Josh Allen, get get him some screens that would go to Devin Singletary, or they try to attempt to throw to Zach Moss. I think James Cook could be damn good in that offense. And um, I got him at eight, man. I, I like James Cook. I wanted to push him higher. Can't push him any higher than this. But I did move him ahead of a quarterback that we'll talk about next. Where are you at with James Cook? And more importantly, what are the YouTube cards? What do y'all think about James Cook? I don't like him. I don't what, what do you guys think about James Cook? Uh, I like James Cook, man. I think he's going to be really good. When I was looking at the Bills offense, it was very difficult to not project James Cook for 50 targets. And I think that's very conservative, right? And I think we need to understand that like Devin Singletary in the past two seasons has had 50 targets in this offense. So those targets are going to go to James Cook because a much better pass catcher and he'll do more with those targets. And so from but from there, you're saying he's got a baseline of 50, a baseline of around 100 carries or so, maybe even a little bit more depending on how successful he is. But you could see upwards of 170 opportunities for James Cook in his first season. We know he's got touchdown upside. So again, we're talking about running backs are king. But Ray, I think... And this is going to sound crazy. Part of me thinks that James Cook is a better pick than Kenneth Walker. Like, you have Kenneth Walker, too. I get running backs are king. But having James Cook in that Bills offense, to me, is a better better pick overall, regardless of where you select them, than Kenneth Walker. But I get wanting to have the upside of K-Dub if he is the guy, 200-plus carries, receptions out of the backfield, all those things. But when I'm looking at those two values, I'm like, yeah, give me James Cook all day, every day at eight because he's just I'm, – I'm very sure about the work he's going to get. And I think he'll be very successful in, obviously, the best offense in the league versus what we project to be the worst offense in the NFL. So so for me, I think that's kind of a separator. But I do like James Cook, and that's kind of the workload I'm expecting for him. About 100 – I'd say about 160 to 180 opportunities, and I think around 60 targets would be pretty good for James Cook in his first season. Okay. At nine, we got Kenny Pickett, and we had a long conversation in the Discord about Kenny Pickett two days ago, Jay, I believe. And what's the um, what's the sentiment? What what do we? It, it's funny because nobody wants Mac Jones in Dynasty, right? Ah, oh, he's just a QB two. No. What can you do with QB twos? Uh, you know, the offense sucks, and it it the receivers aren't very good. But Kenny Pickett, man. Uh, Superflex. We play in all Superflex leagues. Some of y'all play in single quarterback leagues, so no way yeah. you would take Kenny Pickett at nine. This is all based on Superflex. <laughs> but what are you? What are you? What are your expectations for him, like long term? Like, what do you think Pickett can become? Like, we we haven't talked about this in a while. What What do you just? 
what what do you think his outcome is? Do you I'm just let's let's just go through the list. Do you think and I'm just yeah. just vibe with me, right? Do you think he could be a top five quarterback? No. Okay. Top ten quarterback. Yes. Um, not consistently, but yes, I do. And the case I would make is the offense, right? We've seen bad quarterbacks have good seasons, like one good season here or there because of the offense. And I think I would make the case that that's the situation we're looking at. If you were to ask me who's the more talented quarterback, Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett, it's Mac Jones by a mile. Yes. But if you're telling me you give me, if you give me, if you give Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, I think he could be a top 10 quarterback. So I think it's close, but I will be on the side of just barely. I think Kenny Pickett could muster up a top 10 season in Pittsburgh. From a talent perspective, I don't think he's Easy, quite there. Easy, Joe. But with, the, Easy, with the weapons that he Joe. has. Easy, We're talking Kenny Pickett. Go ahead. With the weapons that he has, I think there's a world where he could maybe be a top 10 guy. Definitely a top 15 guy, but we don't really want a top 15 guy in Dynasty. So if, he's, if, you, think, if you think... If you think he could be a top 10, top 15 guy, then I'm too low on him. No, I'm too low. It's not, but I don't, I don't think you are because that's going to be the outlier season, right? Like, that will be the year that it all comes together for Kenny. Like, look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff had, what, a top five season Yeah, he was one a beast year? a couple of years. Yeah. one year. But it was the offense, the players he had around him, all these things. Like, everything went right for Jared Goff. I could see that happening in Pittsburgh because the offenses that they have in Pittsburgh consistently, right? So Man. for me, oh, no. Oh, wow. God. Oh, wow. All right. Oh, no. well, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, the I players mean. are there. Like the, the, the assets and the talent is around him. And that's the only reason why I say there is an there is a chance for a top 10. But I just wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy drafting him. I'm not all in on Kenny Pickett. I was talking crap about Kenny Pickett just a few days ago. Yes, we're talking were. about Deontay Johnson. Yes, you were. Again, but I think there's a world where if everything goes right, he could be a top 10 guy. At which point, see you later. Jay, like he's off my roster. I, right? I'm, I Okay, I'm gonna challenge you here, all right, Jay. I just right. this is this is my issue. It's not just the Kenny Pickett thing. This also extends to 2023 when we're talking about Stroud, Young, Levis, Anthony Richardson. <clears throat> Who will these young quarterbacks kick out? Okay, let's just just tell me how he gets inside of there. All right, Josh okay. Allen, Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Kyler Murray are one through five. Yep. Lamar, Dak, Hurts, Russ, and Lance round out the top ten. Then you okay, have so Stafford, T-Law, Fields, Watson, Carr, Tua as QBs 11 through 16. Rodgers, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, and then Kenny Pickett at 22. Yeah. Who is he kicking out? Like, just... Let's project ahead. Let's project ahead a year yeah. or two. Even two. Shit, we can go two years ahead. Let's put the crystal yeah. crystal ball on. Who's he kicking out? Who? How the hell does he get inside the top 10? So uh, the, the, the top I, 10 right now is already pretty out. And we're not, no injuries, none of that. Yeah. I, so, I'm again, I'm not projecting a top 10 value. I'm projecting a top 10 fantasy season, right? How? So it's, he's, he's going to do kids. it with... He's going to do it with some rushing, some rushing okay. upside, which he has some rushing upside, not a ton. Um, you know, you're looking at Trey Lance, you're looking at Stafford, all these guys like who are going to be good. But there is a world where the Pittsburgh offense is really good, and Kenny Pickett's really good. And now I don't project it a ton, but he could he could have you know a thirty to thirty five passing touchdown season with some rushing yards, some rushing touchdowns. It could all be there if everything went right. 
But again, I don't project that overall. I just think he has that upside if everything did go right. And I don't see that of a lot of guys, right? There's a lot of guys that are great. You could say Trevor Lawrence, bad offense. You could say Trey Lance. We'll see what he looks like. He has the rushing upside. We need to see from passing perspective. But again, great team around him, which is good, right? You talk about, you know, Brady, all these guys, you know, how long is Brady going to be there? We don't know. Russ should be great. Stafford should be great. But Mm -hmm. after Stafford and Russ, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe Tua could be better than him. He He has a good offense. Mac Jones. I mean, he could be if he ever had the team around him, but we'll see, So, right? So I think that's the problem for me. But yeah, Steelers let him Johnson walk for sure. Uh, Jackie, I think so. I think uh, they just don't have an MO or pl- paying those guys, man. I think they're going to let him walk. Think he, and then I think he's going to get the bag somewhere else. Someone's going to pay Deontay Johnson top dollar because he's a dope wide receiver. But I think Pittsburgh drafted two for a reason. And I don't think Calvin Austin's a, a one-for-one replacement at all nor is George Pickens, but I think they drafted those two guys because they didn't intend on paying um, pick, uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay money. Johnson. I, I agree. And I'll just say this, Jay. There are some people, you know I started this new gig at TDN, man, and they got all kind of NFL connections and they know all these people. Yeah. There's a lot of people on my TDN team that think um, Trubisky did not get a fair shake at all with Matt Nagy in Chicago. And again... Yeah. I'm just I'm just the conduit of the message. I did not type the the, the column, the byline, whatever it's called. It, it, Mitch Trubisky's running laps around Kenny Pickett, which he should. He's a starting Absolutely. NFL quarterback. He's been there. He should be. But everything I'm reading is they're not gonna. He's not gonna play this year. It's gonna be Joe said it second season type deal. We'll see, right? We'll see. And I don't think Trubisky is as bad. Like he was bad. Those those that final year in Chicago, but I'm just yeah. telling y'all what I've heard is Nagy was never sold on Mitch Trubisky, and you kind of saw that shit with Justin Fields this past year and yeah. how he did with Fields in and out of the lineup, didn't want to commit to him. So let's just let's just see. I think I think Trubisky probably could be the guy for this year. I'm not projecting him to be the guy long term, but that wouldn't even be the worst thing if he didn't. Like, if, if Kenny Pickett didn't play this year, I like how Joe said, a second-year play. All right, who do I have at nine? Who's at nine? Uh, that was Kenny Pickett. And then rounding out the top ten, I've got Sky Moore uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I have not moved him. He's still top ten for me. I'm betting on the offense. I think he's a talented wide receiver. Um, when I did my film grades, he graded out really high. I think he's going to be good. I also think he's probably more of a year-two play than a year-one. I do expect Juju and Travis Kelsey and Marquez Valdez-Scantling to be the primary uh, wide receivers on that team, at least in 2022. But moving forward, 2023 yeah. and beyond, I do expect or anticipate Sky Moore to take the leap to be the guy in um, what team is he on? In Kansas, Kansas City. City. <laughs> All right. Big movers. Let's talk about the quarterbacks real quick. I had Malik Willis and Matt Corral at 20 and 21. I oh, moved gosh. Malik Willis down to 28, Matt Corral down to 31, and Desmond Ritter down to 30. I want nothing to do with him, Jay. Out. Out. Sam out, 35. Nothing to do with him. Um, If I have him on my roster, like, fine. As soon as they get, if they get an opportunity to start, Jay, in Dynasty, they're gone. Like, goodbye. Second round pick, 2025 first round pick, they're gone. I'm cashing out. I just don't, I'm not willing to make that bet that those guys aren't. And if you had to pick one, I'm going to put you on the spot. You got to pick one of these quarterbacks. To say, okay, Ray, I hear you, but I think if this guy gets in and shows well, they'll give him the Davis Mills treatment and let him 
be the oh. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Putting some this wasn't what I was hoping. This wasn't the question spice, I was hoping for. Uh, putting some spice on this shit. They'll let him try in 2023 and then see if they have... If you had to put one quarterback in that bucket, who would it be? Sam Howell. So Sam Howell, for me, if he got an opportunity and looked good, I think he would be the guy that gets the start next season. But the question I was hoping for one that could come in and be fantasy relevant, and the answer would be Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is the guy that I think that has an opportunity to come into the offense at some point during the season and produce for fantasy. Doesn't necessarily mean he gets a shot next season, but yeah, if I had to pick anyone, again, freshman starter, three-year starter, you know, he has the tools, he just needs to put it together, make some smarter decisions. I think Sam Howell would be the guy. It wouldn't be Ritter for me. And well, uh, no, it wouldn't be Ritter or Willis. Willis especially, he's got a big steep learning curve. Oh, no, it would be it would be Hal. I'm sorry, no. but it would be Sam Howell for me. Ugh, the fifth round. Who would it be for you? It'd be Malik. Who would it be for you? It'd be Malik. If if I were gonna bet on one, if if I had to bet on one, and he's the highest rated one. Uh, here's the thing, Matt Corral. You know why it's not Matt Corral? Even though I liked Matt Corral at Ole yeah, Miss, you know why it's not going to be him. Carolina's probably going to clean house if they stink again yeah. this year. GM, when they stink, right? You know yeah. when they stink. They're probably cleaning house. Matt Rule's not going to survive. And there's no way Eric Bieniemy or whatever the new head coach is going to be is going to say, we're going to roll with Matt Corral. That's going to be our No. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. They're going to draft a quarterback. And they're still in on Baker, too, right? And Baker's way better than Matt Corral, in my opinion. Way better. Yeah, they're not. They're, right? No. Ritter, I just I, – here's the thing. I don't think Tennessee's going to be bad regardless. With Tan, I don't yeah. think they're even going to be in a position to draft one of the top quarterbacks. I don't even think they're going to have a, sh- a, a shot. I don't. You th- I don't think Tennessee's going to have a shot to draft one of the top quarterbacks. So they might have I, no passing game, man. That's 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 only concern. That, that, Their no, passing game don't do that. They, they still have Tanny. They still have Tanny. I don't think Malik will – I think it's Malik. I think it would be Malik. If I, was, if I were going to – let's just say I had all the quarterbacks, and I was like, I'm going to hold this one – because yeah. maybe he could be the guy of the future. Maybe it could be Dak Prescott, right? Maybe Dak was a fourth-round pick. That Now, granted, he was playing behind the best <laughs> offensive line in football with the NFL leading rookie rusher that year. But maybe he can be Dak with Derrick Henry, with a solid offensive front. Maybe he could be Dak. It would be Malik Willis. But it damn sure wouldn't be Sam Howe. Um, I moved uh, a couple of other risers and fallers real quick before we get out of here. Rashad White bumped up to number 12. I dropped Christian Watson down uh, a little bit. I just don't – I wasn't a big Christian Watson fan, man. I like the town. I like the athleticism, but it's going to be Alan Lazard. Like, I don't – I don't – I just don't – I'm fine missing on Christian Watson. I've been there the whole time. If I miss on him, fine. The the, the best thing that Christian Watson did for me was – you had to pay me $100 because he was a top 100 pick. And that's it. That, that's it. Uh, TDP at 15, Isaiah Spiller at 16. I don't think there was any other big, big movers. Like, can nothing we, really. Can we talk like, about TDP quickly and why you put him over Spiller? Because that, that was surprising to me. I figured you'd keep Spiller pretty high because you're still super high on him, love the talent. But you did put TDP over him. Was it because of the situation in San Francisco? Yeah, it's just it's that. I think he's going to be one-two with um with yeah. uh, what's his name, Elijah Mitchell, and Elijah Mitchell's banged up. I love him. That was my guy, but bang the hell up, right? So we do have some super chats to get to. Let's get to them. Tyler dropped one this morning. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Is it better to do a startup prior to preseason, or would you wait right before the game start? Yo. I would always do it preseason. 
Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it before games start. It's, uh, it's, it's just too much. Dude, it's, there's too many things going all on. year round, yeah. baby. Tyler, do yeah. that shit. That means you're not in enough leagues. Tyler, patreon.com forward slash all gas. You need to get in more leagues. St- start up anytime. Right after the draft, before the draft, after the draft, before the season, in season. You know some of my funnest startups, Jay, are mid-season dynasty startups. Oh, those are the worst. Those are the, the values best. are just all the values over the are place, so man. good. Player gets hurt, <laughs> Saquon Barkley falling to the eighth round, shit yeah. like that. Mid-season dynasty startups get you that value, right? All right, we got James in the building. We got James in the building. What's James want? <laughs> want to let everyone know to come find me on the Discord, James underscore D, because I'm putting together a Dynasty Best Ball League for all the wake-up homies. James, we appreciate you, big dogs, doing the Lord's work. Let's get a little clap for him. James, one of the loyal patrons over there. Shout out, James. Love you, big dog. All right. All right. All right. Stop. Calm it down over there. (laughs) Calm it down. All right, Robert, you're getting paid this morning, Jay. You're getting paid, baby. 12 teams. Oh, God. Standard. Standard. Then it's ETN. ETN, ETN. or 23. I, I'll ETN. let you take it. You still playing standard. I, I've, I've, I've I don't, played in I don't play in, I don't play in standard, but yeah, it's it's ETN because he's a running back. And so there's yeah, there what? Maybe three running backs you want next next class. The receivers are useless in standard. Uh, you want ETN. There you go. There, there you go. What's Eric got? What's, oh, God. Top 10 NHL. Let's get the air horn for this. Mock draft. So there's NHL mock draft tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're going to expand Destination Devi to cover hockey, and Eric is a Heisman tier member, so we must answer this question. Jay, do you do you have any insight? You live in Canada. Y'all play hockey. I'm down in Texas. There is no hockey. I mean, we don't even for have me, ice. it's... We don't even I mean, have air me, conditioning it, sometimes. No it's, power. It's Shane either. Wright, man. Shane Wright is the guy in this class. Uh, you want him. Montreal's going to get him. But after that, man, I don't know. We'll see who... I mean, I do like Cutter Gauthier. He's, he's really good, man. He's a good player. I really like him. He's stretched to go third. Then we got Simon Nemec. He's a defenseman. Mm. People are all big in defensemen now because what happened mm. in Colorado. But overall, man, I think I think we're still in a one horse race. That's the thing with hockey. Hockey's got some dope players, man. But everyone's chasing the next Connor McDavid. I think that Shane Wright could be that, maybe. But he's really good. He's a really good player. Connor not, McDavid's not good. Quite right? a lo- Connor McDavid's good, right? <laughs> Connor McDavid, bro, is the greatest hockey player we will probably ever see for a long time. People can say Wayne Gretzky and all that stuff. I get it. What about? But like, Connor McDavid, they changed. Well, he's good, but they changed in Canada. They changed the rules for Connor McDavid so he could play like not professional, but like amateur professional at 15. And he was the best player in the league at 15. He's Mm. been the best player in any league he's ever played. And it's insane. He's so good. He's only like 23. Super talented. Love Connor McDavid, man. All right, but Shane Wright, Shane Wright ain't Connor McDavid, but he's gonna be pretty good. We're, we're losing, we're losing viewers as you continue oh, yeah. to talk about this. That nobody is. No, Mike A is losing it right now. Mike A, you think you thought he hated NBA? You start talking hockey, and Mike Anderson is just gonna, he's gonna rip us somewhere. Yeah, he's out of here. He's he's out of here. All right, good show, Jay. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Make sure y'all subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the thumbs up button. As James always says, comment. For the algorithm, and if you want to be a part of the dopest dynasty rookie Devi community on the planet, uh, patreon.com forward slash all gas sub. We'll be back on Friday. Enjoy your freaking Wednesday. Be great, people. We love you. We out. Peace.